0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. What? What? New name? Yes, we changed our name just slightly. It's still the same show, same me, same Matt, same drops.
2: I'm just here so I won't get fined.
1: (laughs) Same producer, Brett. Very quick on the uptake as always. But we are very excited to announce that on the same day we're changing our name, we're also launching a new podcast. Do we have a drop for that, Brett? LeBron James, what?
2: what? Why? It's, Why not is a, it's not a, a <laughs> basketball. It's not a basketball podcast. Cool. So.
1: We're out. we're launching, despite the LeBron James drop. Did you guy- have
2: a? Are we going to have an air horn or something? I don't have many baseball
0: related. What about just drops? Like,
1: you don't like? Well,
0: spoiler alert. You're on out. Ah, uh, no. home
1: run. None Let's, of that. I'll clip that out. All, All and right. It. Home run. The uh, <laughs> new podcast, which we've introed just splendidly, is the Yahoo Fantasy baseball podcast why (laughs) not even like a boom or nothing i got what i got
2: don't you have that uh really (laughs) (laughs) uh excuse me (laughs) language language your little so that that was what i was looking for there we go
1: Anyway, our very own Scott Pianowski will be joined every Monday by the likes of Dalton Del Don, who is no longer with us—not like in spirit, but just for the fantasy football podcast. Andy Barron's, whose daughter just got into college, good for him. This is for
2: Dalton. He's no longer with us. He had a good run.
1: You guys, the synergy. It's really, okay, really. All right, and go. all sorts of fantasy baseball experts from around the biz. The biz, that's what they call it in the biz. That's lingo to have a not so serious. <laughs> good luck. They're trying to spice up baseball talk about wow. fantasy baseball strategy news and how to win your never ending league. The show premieres on Monday, March 4th, but you can subscribe right now. Just search Yahoo Fantasy Baseball Podcast in your podcast app of choice. And you know what? I was going to make another joke cuz obviously the football podcast is throwing shade at the baseball podcast, but it's unnecessary. But you know what? That's what, that's what like people want, right? They like want drama. They want, they want conflict, they want debate, they want pillows when they're listening to a podcast like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, they want uh like to know when Dalton and I are going to box or Andy and I are going to box. Yeah. I'm not taking Scott, though. I think Scott could beat me up, maybe.
1: You guys, is there going to be a lot of DH heat?
0: Yeah, that universal DH option's kind of been floated out by Manfred recently. What?
1: Honestly, I think. What are you talking about? Designated hitter? What? what? Who knows more than one sport? Yo, me. Not me. I'm not claiming to. (laughs) Queen B over here.
0: Honestly, as an NL person, I think they should get rid of DH. They should make universal no DH. They should go back to, like, 1907 rules.
1: And on next week's episode of the Yahoo Fantasy Football podcast, we'll be discussing Otani.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Matt, by the what way, the is just
1: hell like pounding. Are you guys chair.
2: talking about?
1: <laughs> All right, you know what? You're Maybe coming on. for the football, but we're gonna make you wait even longer. What? Harmon and I are gonna talk about the Oscars because it's this weekend. Who you got, <laughs> two, big man? Two
2: things. I, I'm an authoritative expert on so far on the podcast: baseball and movies uh no i've seen like all right
1: t- um, let me what? just give you some, a supporting actor your options are mahershala ali green book adam driver black klansman sam elliott a star is born richard e grant well, can you ever forgive me and sam rockwell vice just pick one
2: here's the here's the problem i've only seen um for like just in terms of uh best picture nominees i've only seen two of these movies so okay
1: but matt the oscars are not like April draft season. You don't have to grind all this tape. You just kind of pick someone who's got the prettiest dress, who has the most dashing bouffant hairstyle, and then you go. Nobody in America seen these movies.
2: Uh, yeah, really. I mean, I've, I've only- seen all of them. Brett, all right, Brett, of
1: course you have. Did your did your girlfriend get the WGA screeners? I got some WGA be oh, yeah. for you, by the way.
2: Oh, let's we'll talk take about that it offline. Off pod. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen Vice. That's on Oh, here. you have good for you. Oh, I, I love. I was, was a great movie. Yeah. Um, you want to go I, hunting? No. <laughs> I'll go with uh, Mr. Ali though, because I've been enjoying his work in True Detective, which is not related to this. So. He
1: is an awesome actor. There's some drama behind the Green Book production in general. We won't get into that don't, here. Don't know about that. a little that. too sticky. But I would tend to agree with you. If I were doing a ballot this weekend, I would also pick um, Mahershala Ali as well. Supporting actress, Amy Adams, Vice. Marina to Marina de Tavira, Roma. I think Roma's got a shot, by the way, like Quaron is no joke. Um, Regina King, if Beale Street could talk, she won the Golden Globe. Emma Stone, the favorite, yawn. Rachel Weiss, the favorite, yawn.
2: Was the favorite not good? Was I it not mean, favorable?
1: true story. I hear it's fantastic, but it's like a period piece, so I automatically want to go to sleep.
2: <laughs> all right this is great this well is then great, i'm gonna go I, I really i thought amy adams was great as uh dick cheney's wife in that stop movie stop talking
1: about
0: the, Vi- it's the only movie you've seen yeah i know so i've what seen a- i'm Matt Harmon. i've seen two movies this year vice and the transformers one with the black, bumblebee. It was, bumblebee it was black panther <laughs> that i've
2: seen oh that's
1: nominated yeah
2: that's what i'm saying those are the two movies that i've seen from this group i'm not gonna go see the damn transformers movie are you oh, kidding I thought
1: bumblebee looked good i'd see uh, that no mm
2: this is no. this is I saw
1: what men want i thought week, last I, week. I thought when good. i
2: escaped all those dorks at nfl network like alex galhar and marcus or the little movies sit blah, blah 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 well, but I'd i finally mean, get away from this talk and th- now i'm still trapped in this we're
1: again. not like entertainment has never been i don't know what i want to say correct there, You're but, future, but,
0: future will be's
1: right no i do have no desire to be in the movies so you know yeah, i'd rather I'm, be on I'm tv sick,
0: i'm sticking to youtube
1: Oh right! All those uh, fishing, all those all those fishing videos, cooking videos. Um. All right, lead actor, just pick your guy. You want to go Christian Bale and Vice, right?
2: Well, I mean, come on, that was an incredible performance.
1: Yeah, I mean that he He literally his metabolism must be insanity. Like, how much fenfen is that guy throwing down to like get in and out of shape? It's like a, a a series of like fentramine and then donuts, fentramine donuts.
2: I also like. I mean he became Dick Cheney. He was a dead ringer for Dick Cheney in that movie. It was unbelievable. So yeah, he's gonna get my vote again here. Although I do like Willem Dafoe, though I don't know what this movie is. So I in.
1: think politically Bradley Cooper is gonna win for a Star is Born because he wasn't nominated for best director, but the film was nominated for best film, and that seems a little bit like the Academy's doing some nonsense. So I think that Bradley Cooper might end up winning it. Not because he deserves it for this thing but for another thing
2: did you see bohemian rhapsody
1: oh god no
0: i heard it was terrible
1: oh god brian singer is a horrible human being let's just like he is
0: irregardless of that's not a word well really regardless yeah there you go i'm only a producer (laughs) what do i know regardless of the social issues surrounding bohemian rhapsody and green book those movies are just trash. Like just as movies, if you watch them in a vacuum. Ooh, that's a hot take. If that's you watch them in a vacuum and you know, you even throw away the, the fried chicken thing with 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 Green Book, you throw that stuff away. It's still a very bad movie. It's that's, just that's well what Bohemian I've heard about. Rhapsody.
1: Like I did an episode of The Rush where I was like, Who's seeing this movie? And all the bros on the production team for The Rush? Uh, usually hosted by Jared Quay, uh, Jared Quay Campbell, in fact, Uh, were like, what? You don't want to see, like, the story of Queen? And I was like, no, man. Like, I go to a hockey game and I hear that song. Like, I I don't... That's it for me. I like
2: Queen as a band, but...
1: I mean, it's but so like after, everybody like likes Queen. Yeah, you've everybody, seen everybody,
2: everybody likes Queen, but I'm not like they're not like my favorite band that I need like a deep dive. Everybody on likes them.
1: Queen because of Wayne's World. Nobody no, actually likes sitting no, back and listening no, to No, yeah. that's, yeah, that's also, a
2: bad take. They're, they've got good songs. Brian yeah. yeah. May is a good guitar player. That's why I liked them because I have played guitar growing
0: up. If you see the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, you still have not seen the story of Queen. Oh yeah, I mean that's it, well, it was we supposed to
1: be the Freddie Mercury story, starring oh that. One who was married married to Katy Perry. Allie G. No, I th-
0: no, um I th- I thought Sasha was- Baron Cohen was doing oh, it. Oh, wasn't I thought it was the it, other guy. It, it fell through. Um, I don't know who was married to Katy Perry. Uh
1: Russell Brandt, the sex oh, baby yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. Mm, I guess that was another one. There have been multiple. But they wanted to be, Mercury But then projects. it was like the
1: Freddie Mercury story and everybody else in C- Queen. Yeah. Who I don't know because nobody knows about everybody else. It's like it's like Maroon 5 is really just Adam Levine and some guys.
2: Hey, I have a take. Uh <laughs> best original score, definitely Black Panther. That was a great great album.
1: Absolutely. Let's just do lead actress because we did the men. So
2: I thought we said Oh, oh, we did Side Actress. Uh, I don't know. I've side not, Actress. <laughs> side
1: I'm, sure, I'm sure they feel great about that. Uh, I'm just going to say Glenn Close, who won for The Wife. I sure. hear the movie itself is not that great, but her performance is absolutely stunning. And she also won the Golden Globe.
0: You know when you're I on an airplane? seen any of these. You know when you're on an airplane and you watch someone watching a movie? Yeah. On their screen? I watched someone watch The Wife. Creepy. Yeah, she appears to act throughout that film, but, you know, after watching... After watching it like, over someone's shoulder, I, I, I have no idea what that movie's about, and uh, I hope uh, Olivia Colman gets it. She's awesome in the favorite.
1: Oh, okay, I, you seem to really like the favorite. Maybe I should give it another shot. I do have the screen. Did on. you watch
0: it? You no, didn't watch it. no. I was it's like, weird. I see crowns. And not I'm like I'm out. It's not like a ooh, ooh funny duddy, period piece. It's it's weird and funny. Can and you please?
1: Cut out. Can we clip out yeah, that, yeah. that like, Swedish chef impression? <laughs> it's
0: Yikes. it's weird and funny. Okay. Uh, it's quirky. Yeah, it's not like, you know, Shakespeare and loaf. I guess that was weird and quirky too. Oh, that Never was mind. lovely though. That was different. That was like young that, Gwyneth yeah. and Ben Affleck yeah, and everybody was, was still like comparison.
1: thin and before they had goop and alcohol problems. Um, let's talk about, last time, last thing, best picture. I'm going to go with Black, I would love to see Black Klansmen win, but I don't think it's going to. I think Black Panther. Has a shot.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, you guys know I'm going vice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. It was a good movie. And then.
0: Very, very uh, relevant for I, our I wouldn't mind
1: to see, I wouldn't mind seeing Roma win and just like being the spoiler.
0: I have one final question for Matt. Wait, I want to know oh, who I'm you sorry. think for best picture. I think, I think Roma will win. You do,
1: Quaron? Yes.
0: I think overall it's kind of a weak year for movies. If the top three contenders are Roma, a movie, which I think is fine. It's it's a little. It's at least it's brave. Rough.
1: It tells a story that no one else is telling.
0: I think it's telling that this movie is essentially free on everybody's TV and iPads and computers and phones. And nobody the, is watching. That and has more to do
1: with the film industry. It. And nobody. Than...
0: Nobody. It's available. Everyone has Netflix for the most part. Holler if you don't have Netflix
1: at me, bro. I mean, I would have voted for Dumplin'. No! At Dumpling was good. I lo- anything with J A in it. Woo! We got I fire. think
0: Roma will win. I I don't think Green Book or, or Bohemian Rhapsody. No, will, there's too much
1: drama surrounding.
0: Uh, unless like, because the voting is weird because it's sort of like a tiered vote. You can you have to rank all the all the films in order. So something that some so something that gets like mostly fourth place votes could win best picture. It's complicated. I don't know. I just want to ask Matt. Um, yeah. Uh, for best makeup and hairstyling, I just oh, want to yeah, get your sure, thoughts. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's yeah. border of mm-hmm. movie I've never heard of, Mary, Queen of Scots, and Vice. I just want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> what your opinion is on that one. <laughs>
2: I mean, if you see Vice, I mean, they really transformed Christian Bale into- I believe he said Dead
1: Ringer. <laughs>
2: into, into, uh, well, look, look, I saw the movie with my dad when he was out here, and that was when he leaned right over to me. Like, every character just- Dead Ringer, <laughs> <laughs> like when when uh, I mean obviously with, uh, with with Christian Bale and Dick Cheney's like Dead Ringer, and then uh, Colin Powell. Well, Condoleezza Rice <laughs> pops on the screen. Whoever's playing her, and he's like Dead Ringer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that movie magic! Wow. Well,
2: I love the thing. I never go to see movies, but I should because I get to combine three of my favorite activities. Uh, when you go We've to a movie talked about
1: this, uh, but Tell the him. listeners Tell haven't
2: him. heard us or haven't heard it. One, I get to be left alone for two hours. Yeah. T- completely. Yeah. Number two, I get to drink a beer in the middle of the day. And number three, I get to cheat on my diet by eating, uh, popcorn and M&Ms.
1: So I told Matt that he should, um, babysit my son for that two hours. Like he should take my son to a movie and I can like go shopping and two of the three will still happen. Like my five-year-old will definitely eat all the popcorn and M&Ms with you. Yeah, You can drink your beer. He'll be thrilled to have a water. He doesn't have – he's not allowed to have juice and he doesn't know it exists, so it's okay. Oh, that I can't, mom.
2: I can't give him a beer? <laughs> Come on. He's five years old. Grow <laughs> he, up, He kid. calls
1: that daddy juice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and uh, he will ask you a million questions.
2: Right. So I won't be left because that first one is kind of <laughs> important. <laughs>
1: All right, but so we were talking about the Oscars. Shockingly, a name that did not appear among best actors or best performance is Antonio Brown because this drama king is having a moment. He's hamming it it up. Yeah, it appears that his time in Pittsburgh is over. He met with the president. Uh, uh, He met with the President President of the team. (laughs) team. And listen, he's just... He's he's done. He's done. I think he realizes the Killer Bees are dispersing. Um it was it was reported that the organization will only let Antonio Brown go if it works mutually, meaning they were not going to quote give him away. They need some draft picks, they need some capital. You Matt are are skeptical.
2: I am skeptical of this and It basically comes from what the team has said. Uh, Jeremy Fowler, the Pittsburgh ESPN uh, reporter, tweeted out, the Steelers stance on Antonio Brown won't take discounted rate on a trade. They won't release him. The relationship is not beyond repair if they can't get good draft picks for him. By no means, and then quote, by no means are we going to make a trade or any type of move that will not be beneficial to Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Now, don't I mean, you think
1: that's posturing for for good offers, though?
2: Well, yeah, for sure. But especially because he, like you say, he's not done himself any favors like to <laughs> to not turn teams off. Although I have a, th- I have a theory on that. Do you ever, th- I kind of think part of me does like. This is a grand view topic with the NFL that I think like the NBA, this is my hot take on basketball. I think the NBA like is as popular as it is, not because the product is great. But because the but people be- because the people, yes. the drama, the storylines, all of that is insatiable and it's addicting, like to follow all that. Exactly. And Thank it's you, based kid. on the individual, right. which is it's based on the individual. And I think maybe this is all One big, I mean, this again, total conspiracy theory. Maybe this is one big ploy by making Antonio Brown or as you know, he wants to be called Mr. Big Chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making Big Chest, Chest. making Big Chest a, (laughs) (laughs) making him more of a, just an individual figure beyond just the team or anything like that. I think it could be a, a ploy on that but that's a total I don't know yeah, the NFL
1: is so even down to the uniforms like it is about the star right. anonymity the team no star exactly. no, nothing but shines brighter not, than that. but that's star. not
2: beneficial to but the players and I also think it's bad for the game long term.
1: Well, right now it's still the most high it's the most popular game in the world.
2: Right, like again, this is when I say this is a problem for the league long term, I mean like very small, minuscule because football's still going to crush it and all that. Yeah, I'm Shareholders not Shareholders like,
1: got to eat though, so For
2: sure, but I I think just in terms of the players and their long-term viability, you know, this is a guy who's he was on the damn uh masked singer thing. Like yeah, he wants he's a to hippo. have he wants to have a life beyond Football, Dude, he's that. been
1: on Shark Tank, he's right. got eye slides, he lands in, he wants to be a star
2: and good, you know, good, good for him, whatever. But when it comes to football, I think that I think there's a decent chance he's still taking a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform in week one, or at least I don't think it's a 100% given that he's gone again. If they're not gonna get like if you don't get a first round pick in return for him. What are you doing? He's still one of the – he's still the best receiver in the league to me. I mean, I've been watching this guy lately for reception perception. He's open all the time. He's a total difference maker. That Steelers offense is going to take a massive hit if he's not there. And their window is rapidly, Yeah, but they haven't been able to capitalize
1: on the talents of these killer bees anyway.
2: Right. Like, it hasn't
1: happened. Because, frankly,
2: I think that – I mean, what's all coming up with Brown here, too, is I think a larger – problem cultural issue within the organization they need a mom they need a mom their quarterback is a nightmare they they, their gm basically said like i mean all the other players should be looking to ben as an example or whatever which yeah right um anyways so i again i think the odds are probably favorable that he's not there but it is far from a guarantee
1: so i don't think he's going to be there I appreciate this take, but I just think there's so much damage that has been done. Even if they do take him back or he agrees to go back or there's some guaranteed money, more guaranteed money thrown at him, I just feel like it's such a disaster. And it's also just a PR gaffe, although come like October, everyone will have forgotten about that.
2: No one will care.
1: The only thing that has me. Really buying into it is the fact that this wide receiver market during free agency is so thin. They're all slot receivers, right? Like people are like, where's Golden Tate going to go? And I was like, uh, he's a slot receiver. It's like Tyra like a,
2: Williams, John Brown, and then pfft.
1: Golden Tate. Golden like, Tate. That's it. I'm talking
2: about not slot guys. Right. It's like, can there you, are no can vertical you, receivers. Can you talk yourself into Devin Funches again? I don't know. Like, what are we doing here?
1: Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland all have need. I don't think that no. Pittsburgh's going to deal them no. within the division. They've as much as, as I much. would love to yeah. see that, I do think. Oh, and then if you Google where will Antonio Brown go, the first team that pops up are the Packers mm. because apparently Stephen A. Smith and Colin Coward.
2: <laughs> what are we doing ref- referencing them on the on the podcast?
1: <laughs> All think that Antonio Brown either should, could, or would go to the Green Bay Packers. Give Aaron, give Aaron Rodgers his guy. I mean, that's just like a load of eye rolls. I think San Francisco is still the most likely of these teams. They have a high what the second overall pick in the draft, yeah, right? Which
2: they won't trade that, but I could conceivably see them sending the, their high second they round have pick a quarterback. Plus more. Yeah. They spent
1: a bunch of money on a running back that Shanahan believes in. I think that last year, injury and conditioning had a lot to do with their lack of success, they're not that many pieces away from contending.
2: No. I don't. So, think so I
1: think that you, John Lynch is a madman. Like, I, I don't know. I think he could do it.
2: I also think he's probably a little bit on the hot seat because yep. a lot of his free agent moves have not yeah, worked the garçon, out
1: garçon move didn't work out garçon so.
2: move didn't work out or several others and richard sherman's been a good signing but um yeah i could see Oh, them
1: wouldn't with, you love to see richard sherman and antonio brown on the same squad and
2: i think that would be fun i think that i mean they're probably a good favorite to sign earl thomas away from the seahawks which would again be unless dallas gets in there like
1: that narrative from last year yeah
2: um my i i do love the green bay landing spot obviously it'd be great to see one of the best receivers to ever do it play with one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it I mean that would be incredible they already have a true number one receiver in Devonte Adams but I mean we saw Antonio Brown and Juju both be 160 target but guys. Antonio
1: Brown needs to go somewhere where he's guaranteed a high percentage of not just the targets but the red zone targets
2: I, I guess i I don't know that I really buy all that. Mm. I mean, some of the stuff about him being, like, upset that Juju's team MVP, I th- i don't really buy into all of that. I, oh, Brown, I Brown is, as much as he might be a pain in the ass, like, he's one of the hardest workers in sure. the NFL. and Which is why he believes wants, he
1: deserves the touchdowns.
2: Yeah, and w- why I think he probably doesn't want to play with the current quarterback that he's playing with, but that's a side story. Anyways, I think Green Bay's a, a landing spot simply because they have two first-round picks. They, they have the Saints from last year. They could deal maybe their early one and and still get it done. I think they one. The Colts have a lot of draft picks and a lot of cap room, even if Colts fans will constantly tell you that Chris Ballard won't make that kind of culture move. At some point, you got to try to win, and you have such a wealth of resources right now. I think this is the time to go for it. But San Francisco, I do think, is the favorite.
1: All right. So I'm doing this series of the 10 most interesting players Uh Edition number four, installment number four about Robert Foster, Bill's wide receiver, entering his second year, um, undrafted free agent out of Alabama, spent most of his college career in the shadow of Calvin Ridley, which is why his production numbers, one might argue, are pretty low. Um, That just posted today to Yahoo Sports, or as Matt likes to say, the website. Very specific. Today, if you want to check that okay. out, it'd be great. Uh, we talked about, I talked about Nick Foles or wrote an article about Nick Foles that posted on Monday. Robert Foster uh, today. To me, the exciting thing about Nick Foles, I don't know if it's so exciting, but can this backup quarterback who is clearly drinking his own Kool Aid be a true number one? He wants to be, he thinks he should be, most likely going to land in Jacksonville. And as for Robert Foster, he really did flash down the stretch of last season. Um, the team's only vertical threat. He didn't have the same. Actually, last four games of the season, after Calvin Benjamin had been released, he was out-targeted by Zay Jones, the team's theoretical number one receiver, by eight looks and yet was wildly more productive, had productive had back-to-back 100-plus yard outings. Bunch of touchdowns in there, too. I think three over his last five, I want to say. Um read the article that's got all of the on the website details. on the website yeah sports.com and um I, I don't know i i'm i'm in i'm moving robert foster up in my rankings but i'm not quite i'm here's my my prediction i feel like come otas off-season workouts there's gonna be beat writers he's gonna flash a bunch there's gonna be all of these articles in july like the slowest month of the year for all sports there's going to be all of this talk about Robert Foster and then slowly his stock is going to start to climb and I'm not going to feel as good about getting him at a value.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how high he can climb. As you mentioned, was a great deep threat last year. 43.2% of his yards came on throws of 20-plus yards downfield. So, I mean, he was a verifiable great deep threat, which is a lovely fit with the one Josh Allen. Um, I, I think it's a 20 good— 20
1: yards per reception. Yeah. That's number one.
2: Yeah, and these, like, years. big play— th- Threat fast guys, you know, and slot receivers always shine in OTAs. So you're right to say that I'm sure he's going to get a ton of hype. Um, that is an interesting one uh, to monitor, especially if Buffalo doesn't make a ton. Of, I think they need to prioritize building up the offensive line more so than beefing up their receiver core. Um, so if they spend a lot more resources on that and just kind of roll with Zay Jones and Robert Foster playing big roles again, they definitely have to add at least another body. But that Robert Foster could be a nice sleeper. But Nick Foles, I mean, we we continue to talk about Nick Foles, and I really see the options for him as very limited at this point.
1: He wants to go to New York. That's not
2: no. likely because I just don't We're think gonna the talk- Eagles are
1: going to do that intra-division deal. I
2: don't think they – I think they're going to end up letting him – Walk into free agency. At the this, Eagles, yes, yeah. at this point, right? But, Absolutely. But at this, but what? Then they don't have any say on it if he well, wants to go yeah. sign with New York. Um, but we'll talk about New York in a second. Like, yo, why do you? Why would you want to go to that trash heap? But uh, we'll we'll save it. At, beyond New York, though, I don't think Miami is going to get into the free agent quarterback business. We've talked about the organic uh, free range tanking thing <laughs> several times. Um, so the I mean, I think Jacksonville is like far and away the only really realistic option for him to, A, get signed as a starter, B, go to a place that's ready to win, and C, get paid. I think that's really the best looking option right now. I mean, it, we can always be surprised, but it feels like the options are limited.
1: I I mean, I did a poll and most people believe him to go to the Jaguars from a fantasy perspective. I I obviously prefer him to go to New York because of the weapons at his disposal. I just don't think he's going to be relevant in Jacksonville because Dante Moncrief is a free agent, and he's the only, I think, receiver that would fit Foles' game, frankly. And I don't, and he's on a one-year prove it. He didn't really prove it no, last year. Nope. So I don't think he'll be back.
2: Nine and a half million and dollars they gave him. <laughs> as
1: much as I like Dede Westbrook, I just don't think that Dee Westbrook and Nick Foles are a match for what the uh, each other does best.
2: Kind of similar to Nelson Aguilar in a way. Um, yeah, I, I don't really see Nick Foles as being.
1: They're not tied on there either.
2: No. I, they have a lot of work to do. And, and once they sign Foles, they want to have a lot of cap space to do it with, with guys on the defense. He needs like,
1: one of those, like, 50, uh, big receiver who can catch. Guys. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I don't know. I, I don't see Nick Foles being relevant. Anywhere he goes, really for fantasy. I mean,
1: well, then let's talk about irrelevance and the Giants because you have an offseason season searing.
2: Yeah, I do. Uh, continuing in the most pressing questions uh, situation, uh, we talked. We're talking about the NFCs today. How exciting! We actually just did a video about this, Liz. That uh, I, I don't know if old Ravi put that up on the website yet, but uh, I love. Yeah, I love the the website. This is this is fun. So the Giants. Obviously, I think their most pressing question is what the hell are we going to do at quarterback? Um, It sounds like we're getting ready for another Eli Manning season, which is ridiculous to me because, Liz, I tweeted out our video uh, we did from the quarterback's uh, discussion that we had yesterday, the live debate on Twitch of who's worth their salary or whatever. Somebody had the audacity to ask me. What has Rivers done that Eli hasn't done? I mean, easy reply is actually be a good quarterback over the last five years. Uh, So I don't know what we're doing here with the Eli Manning thing, but I think they're going to roll him back out there. And at that point, I, I do think that I think what New York can do is bring Eli Manning back, but they still have to address the quarterback position in the draft. They have to. If they don't get a young quarterback, I think they're totally banged. I mean, and also, you know, the, yeah, there's the, the whispers you want to talk about about them uh trading uh, o- Odell Beckham. They're just like, uh, Landon Collins is cleaning out his locker room. I think Dave Gettleman is a, is a clown, and I think we're seeing more proof of it. I have no confidence in this franchise at all as we sit here right now. I don't know why Foles would want to go there, frankly.
1: I think Foles just wants to go there because the New York media would help his profile. I don't think going then, to Jacksonville and is like... And slaughter
2: him after eight games of... Uh, yeah, Just but be he believes mess.
1: in himself. Nobody, I, I don't think a guy like Nick Foles, who's a proven successful underdog, believes that he cannot, with all of the things that help him succeed, not do that. Right? Like there's sure, an ego take except here. When,
2: except when he went to the Rams. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, no, I get it. I I think it's I hard it.
1: to be a competitor and then also. I get it. Right. I get it. Thanks. I think the most interesting thing here is the OBJ story.
2: There's no way they trade him. Like, from a financial Uh, perspective, how can they—they will take a huge But
1: you're assuming rational thought. Right. And, like, when have the Giants been rational? There's a lot of weird holes on this team. Uh, Maybe he's a pain in the butt. He can't stay healthy. They just signed him to a a five-year, $90 million deal. I don't know if they're like, all right, we're going to stick with Eli, so we're probably not going to win anything anyway. Let's just organically tank.
2: Cool. Great. Number two overall pick I mean, last year in, in a running back that doesn't matter. And uh, you would just want to be bad for the r- r- remainder of his I rookie think, contract. I think it's
1: bad money. But I, also, like, here's what no one's talking about. What is the main objective of wh- what does every team want the most? Every team owner wants to do what? Make money. How? I don't, I don't know. Fran, you want to sell gear and tickets. Yeah. Giants ain't never gonna stop selling gear tickets.
2: No, well, yeah, I know. Doesn't
1: matter. They don't need to win.
2: This is the great problem of the NFL. Yes. And now we can really go really go down a rabbit hole here is that, you know, people are always like trying to assume that they're gonna win, but I mean these teams not all these teams are trying to win because they really don't have a, a financial incentive to. Like outside of a small handful of teams, you will always print money. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Even even the people the
1: PCLs at Giants Stadium are sold out. Even, it's not a problem.
2: Even if you even if people stop going to games all the money is is shared it's a shared revenue system and most of the money is coming from tv contracts anyways so you can stop selling out your damn stadium and it doesn't even matter sure
1: there's that too i mean here's the thing in the new york market no one's going to abandon the giants right franchise has a history
2: exactly wake it's up. owned
1: by nfl royalty
2: wake up sheeple
1: <laughs> so if they if Gettleman is tired of obj he doesn't really need to hang on to
2: him. I mean, I don't know why these teams want to be trading, you know, some of the best wide receivers in the NFL that are actual true difference makers. But, you know, that's that's their thing. Not my thing. Unless I still, I mean, let's all just remember, though. I mean, obviously, there is a rumor that the Patriots were hot and heavy after him last year. Uh, and then Jake lazer This all really started because he made a bold, bold prediction, prediction, which right.
1: Not not report i mean
2: right. and glazer does he's very he's plugged in. in yeah so i mean he would say it we wouldn't say it without some small reasoning but you know this wasn't like a this is definitely going to happen it's a bold prediction like liz how many times do we fart out bold predictions just to just to be saying something right by, and by by us doing it i mean someone that we uh are, are reporting to makes us bold predictions they click well see we're talking about them <laughs> all right let's move on washington
1: Ugh. I mean, do we need to spend You're much right. time? You're right. I with...
2: mean, the pressing question is, are we banged at quarterback? And the answer is yes.
1: I think beyond quarterback, they're banged everywhere. Yeah. I, I did I did a little deep dive on the uh, Washington Sorry. team. They are banged on defense. Defensive end Ryan Kerrigan, he's 31. Who else is behind him? Pernell McPhee. That dude ain't coming back. Preston he's a free Smith agent. Smith is a free agent. Right. They, they, they have nothing defensively. No edge rushers at wide receiver. You've said it plenty of times. Josh Doxson, a bust, Bust. despite his incredible vertical score at the combine, (sighs) which I will never forget. You know, that's how I knew I was pregnant with my second daughter. I mean, my second child, my first daughter, because I was watching. I was grinding tape. I was watching TCU tape and I kept watching Josh Doxson tape and like falling asleep. Like, why? I love this player. Like, why am I? He's so electric. why do I keep falling asleep? And then did some easy math. And I was like, oh, God, am I pregnant? So thank you, Josh Doxson.
2: Well, at least he has that to uh, hang on his <laughs> list of accomplishments.
1: Um, Crowd is a free agent, and there's no number Paul one. Paul Richardson,
2: they gave him a terrible contract, and he's hurt and again. He can't stay
1: healthy either. Yeah. I mean, th- this is... Screwed. No, thank you.
2: Well, and Jordan Reed could be a cut candidate, too. And sure. then, and really, what do they have going on? I Jess would Thompson? love to see
1: them on Hard Knocks why? <laughs> they don't have any interesting players. Because there's just going to be so much anger and heat and, like, trying to make something out of the squad. Like, ah, I don't know, the Darius Geist situation might be interesting if AP comes back. I think they are just such a, gar- a garbage fire, is that what we call it? Dumpster, Dumpster fire, Dumpster yeah. fire, um, that um, they'd be kind of cool to see on Hard Knocks.
2: Yeah, I guess. Um, also, it, my
1: husband is a Washington fan, right, so i be happy for him. Oh,
2: sorry. In terms of um, what they do, like, I mean they have to sign a veteran quarterback. I think this is a is a good spot for like a Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Fitzpatrick type. Also, I think, you know, Miami will sign whoever. I think those two players, one will go to Miami, one will go to Washington. And if I had to bet right now, I say Tyrod goes to Washington and uh, Fitzpatrick goes to Miami.
1: Okay. Well, we'll hold you to it. Let's talk about the Eagles cuz
2: much more interesting. Uh <laughs> Eagles how much of last year can we chalk up to injury? Um, they were banged up in, in in a lot of spots, and like like their secondary took you know just a a damn atom bomb to it. Uh, their cornerback group is all wiped out. Ronald Darby now a free agent actually after this. Their edge rushing group had injuries as well. Derek Barnett, uh, their second year pass rusher, he went out for the year. Now Brandon Graham is going to potentially be leaving in free agency. They're they have the least amount of cap space in the NFL, so they have to ask just how much retooling needs to be done to this roster um, to get right back into contention. Because uh, I still think they have one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. They have the remnants of an offensive line. But I think the skill position group is going to need a lot of work, too. I mean, there's a lot of questions to ask.
1: I think when we say how much of last year can we chalk up to injury, sure in a vacuum that is 2018, a fair amount. However, the majority of players that went out with major injuries were all on the final year of their deals. So that complicates it, which I think is what you're saying. Ronald Darby, Branagon, right? The wide receiver situation was so bad. That they brought in Golden Tate, and
2: then he's on a
1: what five game? He was on a five game prove it. What, I don't however, <laughs> like not, not even a full year, so he's going to be a weird 31. trade That
2: is in hindsight, too. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people pointed out like what they needed was more of a vertical threat, and then they got somebody who was kind of redundant with Nelson Aguilar in terms of, but at Aguilar least deplo- wasn't
1: producing right so. in
2: terms of at least deployment. But the strange thing about it is how he just completely disappeared under what I think is a good offensive coaching staff, and like you know, oh by the way, like. Tate was producing in Detroit. He wasn't like he was showing signs of decline. He was putting up good numbers in Detroit and goes to the Eagles and completely disappears. But don't you think
1: there's more to it than just... I mean, you you specifically have talked about how a player changing teams in the middle yes. of the year... No, yeah, I know. There's yeah. learning the playbook, getting situated into the culture. It sounds like there was a lot maybe going on behind the scenes that nobody knew at the time with what's coming out about Carson Wentz, sure. right? Like, they were the Super Bowl heroes from last year. I, I don't know. I think that there was probably more... To it than just, huh? This guy wasn't no oh, yeah. good anymore. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, for me, the most interesting, obviously, the cornerback group is is interesting. But I think from an offensive side of the ball, I want to see what they do with running back because they had brought Jay Ajayi, and That guy, he got banged, man, like tore his ACL, um, and was just on a one year deal as well. And now he like can't prove it because he was hurt nah, and it yeah. had been the bone on bone knee thing that had hurt his draft stock and his payment for so long and then the clean the team barely used josh adams the um notre dame product undrafted free agent who had been jamal like Jamal
2: adams a, yeah the uh, the guy who's i mean remember he like kind of started popping for a while
1: right he but they didn't use him at all in the pre in the post i said
2: jamal adams that's the it's like josh Jets, adams that's name, the, the safety safety yeah yeah um, what an idiot
1: so anyway i'd like to see what they do at running back and it's a, it's a scheme that could be friendly to the running back position. Oh well, yeah, so. I mean
2: it should be a good offense, so, yeah.
1: Go on. Uh last
2: team in the division is the Dallas Cowboys, the NFC's champions. Um and I think their most pressing question is probably the most interesting of this group and it's how will they navigate a salary cap situation that's about to look very very different. I mean, think about their four, I think think about their four best players, you could outside of offensive linemen. You could argue it's Dak, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, and Demarcus Lawrence. Lawrence is going to hit the market this year. Theoretically, they'll franchise tag him, whatever. But they want to get a long-term extension done with him. Dak, whether we think he's worth it or not, they are going to extend him. He's probably going to be making twenty-five plus million dollars this time next year. Cooper is on his last year of his deal coming to twenty nineteen. Zeke has two years left. Those guys are all probably cornerstones of their team. Can they retain all four? Which one do they prioritize, et cetera? And after that, they're not. we're not even talking about Jalen Smith on the defensive side who's up for an extension soon. Byron Jones is up for an extension soon. They have a lot of problems to solve, and after having a clear strength in the offensive line for a while, that might be a group that starts to suffer here and there. So to me, I think that Dallas is fascinating to watch because not only are they going to have to start being one of these teams is like they're, you know, the top heavy on the salary cap, as opposed to they've been kind of been able to get away with cheap deals with Zach. I mean, <laughs> Zeke and Dak and whatever. Now they're going to have to start filling in these holes with cheaper players. And who who will those guys be? That's well, know, they've
1: got Vander Esch, he's, he's a cheap. young guy, so he's yep. on a cheaper deal. To me, the interesting part of this I, I know you think that Demarcus Lawrence should be prioritized, correct? Yes, just for a, from a sound football sense that would be the best choice
2: and they want to I mean let's think remember this too: this the Dallas Cowboys like they, they love to overrate their homegrown talent mm-hmm. and Lawrence is a great example of them actually being successful at that
1: yeah but Zeke has been their most popular player oh
2: look Zeke is getting a laughable contract sometime yeah. soon they're gonna give him a hilarious like way overvalue running back sort of so deal no doubt
1: I feel like he is the priority from a culture standpoint sure um, and then I could see DeMarcus Lawrence. I don't think they care enough about that. I mean, their D.C., who was up for a lot of potential jobs. Chris Richard. Yeah. yeah, he's doing a great job. I almost feel like when a D.C. is doing or any coordinator is doing a great job, they're like, yeah, he's good. He'll figure it out with these cheaper pieces. But they just fired Scott Linehan. So right, right now the offense is the is the shaky part. And so- they've
2: got the they've got a it's crazy. Their coaching staff right now is all three former Dallas backups. Jason Garrett, obviously head mm-hmm. coach. Kellen Moore is their offensive coordinator. The guy was a backup quarterback like five minutes ago. And then John Kitten. went to Boise
1: State. Yeah, he's yeah.
2: the weird looking short guy. Went to Boise State. Sorry, I'm not height shaming. And uh, then John Kitten is our quarterback. I'm not height shaming.
1: Hello, oh. I'm right here. <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> um, that's you're not a good weird point. looking guy, Liz. No, thank you. Um, that is a fair point. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I think that. Understanding this team and having followed it, and I'm sure I'll get a lot of tweets now. They are more, the Cowboys organization is more willing to let the defensive pieces go and let Richardson figure it out than
2: I'd be pretty surprised. But all wrong. of those guys, do you been think been Byron
1: wrong. Jones is going to get paid?
2: No, I mean, I think that I'm t- Lawrence specifically, sure. if he's not back on a long term deal. I would be surprised by that. But no matter what, even if they just franchise tag him this year, which I he will be a Cowboy in 2019. I do think they're going to franchise that. him. Yeah, it's beyond that. But also if they franchise tag him this year, that's the second year in a row that's going to be a, a nice big hefty cap hit anyway. So mm-hmm. I mean, it still applies to them making these contracts this year.
1: So we have a lot of thoughts, we have a lot of opinions, we like to give out a lot of advice and People ask us about a lot of things. And to that end, I'm just going to tease it. That's what that's what pros call it. You know? tease. tease. Next week, we're going to have a special announcement. So let's just let that Maybe marinate. Maybe think of some advice you might want to hear from one Liz Loza and one Matt Harmon, both of which you can follow on social media at Liz Loza underscore FF and or at
2: Matt Harmon underscore BYB. You don't have my Twitter handle ben- memorized.
1: I mean, I was just pitching it to you so that like you could say something. And maybe promote your own stuff. My God, I'm so sorry that I didn't just like drive the whole thing. Okay, Liz, do all the work.
2: Oh, please give me a break. Anybody have
1: any advice on how to deal with difficult people? Because I guess (sighs) I could use some.
2: This is out freaking rages! you should
1: also tweet us at yahoo fantasy and be sure to leave a rating and review of the yahoo fantasy football podcast on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
2: do you think anybody was listening to this like yahoo fantasy podcast like when are these assholes going to talk about baseball already well now you know get out of here some people get,
0: get, love get many out. people play fantasy baseball
2: i mean them. yo
1: where is bryce harper gonna sign
0: I don't know, but we'll don't, talk don't. about it once on he does. On the other podcast. On the on other Fantasy one.
1: Baseball People podcast. People play fantasy baseball. Come on. Come on. I'm
2: doing my job here. I'm antagonistic. I'm sorry. Okay. Is the podcast over? Now? We out. It's over. Show's over.